Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. One of my favorite times of the year is wrapping up a Big Ten season. And uh, the Big Ten is doing that today. They are announcing a lot of their players of the year on the defensive side of the ball as well as the uh, d- all defensive teams. Nebraska, it's kind of interesting if you if you run down it. Who would be Nebraska's best defensive player this past year? Well, it was unanimous among the Big Ten ranks as, as far as what the big all Big Ten selection went with. Uh, coaches and media chose Garrett Nelson as second team all Big Ten. And then you look at the third team, and you look at the first team, and there's nobody else there. So Garrett <laughs> Nelson is your best defensive player. Um, does that make make a lot of sense to you after watching the season? You think yeah, Garrett that Nelson? makes sense. He, yeah. yeah, he played really well. He played fantastic. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you kind of look back at the season, and you know, we're going to do a lot of looking back at the season, and you were expecting – I was expecting uh, Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis to have a bigger impact than, well, a, a bigger impact together than they did. I know that O'Shawn uh, had a big impact in getting a lot of quarterback pressures, quarterback hurries. Uh, he did really well in the run game, uh, even early on when the run game for the run defense for Nebraska was awful. Uh, he was still in there making tackles, stopping running backs uh, when he could, when it was you know closer to his side of the field. And then Garrett Nelson did a fantastic job getting to the quarterback and, and forcing pressures as well. Um, maybe not the sack numbers but that you were looking for, but again, the quarterback hurries that they were getting were uh, phenomenal. Both of them were getting pressure on each quarterback that they played this season. So we'll see what happens. I know Oshan walked at senior day. Um he still could come back. I think he still has a year remaining if he wants to. Garrett Nelson didn't walk. We'll see if you know he has a conversation with uh, the new head coach and, and decides to remain. Uh, a little bit of uh, interim coaching news, not for Nebraska, but for Auburn. Cadillac Williams released a statement, and uh, he spoke with Hugh Freeze, and he's remaining on staff at Auburn. I know people were, were wondering if he was going to remain on the staff there. He's remaining on staff as associate head coach. Oh, as associate head coach. That's so kind of, kind of like what he had before, kind of like what Mickey Joseph had before. So we'll see. You know, maybe uh, in the next coming days we can get a statement from Mickey Joseph saying that he is remaining on as associate head coach. Yeah, and Arizona State's doing the same thing. Kevin uh, uh, Kenny Dillingham is the new coach there. They're going to keep Sean Aguano, uh, who has been their interim. So uh, it's maybe in vogue to keep uh, keep mm-hmm. your interim around. Maybe Nebraska will do the same. Yeah, Nebraska. Everybody else is keeping their interim. By the way, did you see that Kenny Dillingham is the first coach born in the 90s to get an FBS job? He was born in 1990. He's 32 years old, taking over Arizona State. He is three years older than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now all of us, uh, all those people that are, you know, 90s babies are going to think, oh, man, well, I, I could be a head coach. I don't turn me. 30 until next year. <laughs> Where's my coaching offer? Yo, uh, Matt Rule, I'm right here. Work on it you need a, a special bit. teams coordinator? I consider myself really good at special teams. You? Yeah, I was a special team specialist. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's what I call myself. A lot of, lot of returns. A lot of returns for me. Yeah. I could do it. I played Madden. I played college football. <laughs> I got this. Yeah, it, it, so it's kind of crazy. At 32 years old, Kenny Dillingham, he's been the uh, offensive coordinator for Oregon this past year, uh, has been an OC. Let's see, he started his first OC job was in 2018, so that was five years. That would have been when he was 27 years old. Goodness gracious. So uh, he's definitely moved up the rankings quickly. He's an Arizona State grad, so that probably plays in, pays into it. 
Um, but Arizona State's a uh, you know a party school. You want a young? <laughs> well, seems good. Is he married? Is he is he unmarried? <laughs> I guess he's not especially good looking or anything. But uh... oh, poor guy. <laughs> dang, dang, Bach. Why? Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I mean, that might, uh, you know, might worry about it a little bit more. Than Rude. Uh, uh, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I wanted them to, I wanted Arizona State to fully embrace who they were and just hire Urban Meyer. <laughs> I mean, that... Uh, like, Urban, you don't have to change. We don't have to change. We both understand that... Uh, we know what we're doing. In four years, this, this thing's going to be a mess, and we won't be eligible for a bowl game for the next five. But until then, they'd let's be like, have some Yeah, fun. they'd be like, we know what we're getting into. <laughs> this is a thing. I would, oh, I would have enjoyed it. A little, uh, little more college football news. I'm just scrolling through Twitter and finding some more college football. This year's Big 12 title game will include a collaboration with streetwear brand A Bathing Ape, Bape, as, <laughs> really? as people know, uh, to create, quote, co-branded field marks and apparel line, unquote. The Japanese fashion brand has been around for quite some time. So the Big 12 title game, Bape. Weird. Very weird. Very strange. Uh, if you had to hand out a Big Ten Coach of the Year, who do you think it would be? Because they handed it out today. I don't know if you saw it. Big Ten Coach of the Year, who yeah. would I hand it out to? I mean, I want to say Brett Bielma. He kind of stumbled down the stretch. Harbaugh had a great season. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to end up winning it again. Um, Oh, what's the uh, Purdue head coach's name? Why do I play spacing on his name? <laughs> Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom had, another, had a good season. Yeah. It, I, I would probably say between Harbaugh and Bielma. I would say, too. Uh, the uh, Harbaugh ended up getting it from both the coaches and the media. Yeah, that makes sense. Back-to-back. Um, back-to-back back. Back back beating Ohio State. And by the way. That'll do it. it are we are we accepting of this? Are we understanding that Michigan is now the team to beat? That's the, the team. Ten? It's no longer yeah. It's no longer chasing Ohio State. We're chasing Michigan now. That is right. And Ryan Day, if he doesn't beat Michigan next year, will yeah, be fired. Probably. Yep. <laughs> he has two lo- what two losses in two years. And they're both to Michigan, and yeah. the Ohio State faithful want him fired. <laughs> Not the faithful, the fans. Yeah, I don't want to say faithful. The fans. They but want I mean, him fired. It will, I mean, that's that's that old, you know, those old sayings of you know, it doesn't matter who, how you do throughout the season, just beat your rival. And then C.J. Stroud is being hated upon because he said it's just one game, one game doesn't define us. <laughs> nah, bro, this game defines you. Hey, were you guys sick again this year, C.J.? You got more <laughs> excuses as to why <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> why it didn't happen? No, yeah, I still. Nick owes me uh, state, wings but. now. Uh, how about this? If there is a loss this weekend, TCU, USC, who gets in? Ohio State you or know who. Alabama? <laughs> I told you. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you the committee was setting this up oh, yeah. so that Alabama could somehow sneak into the playoffs <laughs> after not having to play an SEC championship game because, oh, we want Alabama because if they're not in the playoff, then we're all gone. And everybody's saying, you know, a couple weeks ago, this is the first t- time Alabama's playing without a chance to be in the playoff. No, oh, yeah. no, there's a chance. There's a chance. And now it's a massive chance. You know, I, I want Kansas State to win, but I don't want Alabama in, so I want TCU to win. <laughs> I don't want USC to win because I don't care about USC, and I don't want them to, to have any success. But I want USC to win because I don't want Alabama don't in the playoff. Alabama, I don't want to see Alabama in the playoff, and then I want them to play in, in a New Year's Six Bowl and lose to whoever they play, and then everybody uses the excuse, oh, they didn't want to be there. It's playoff or bust for Alabama. What's interesting is what might have might kick Alabama out is that Texas A&M beat LSU out of nowhere on that last game. And, of course, LSU is one of Alabama's losses. That makes the SEC West looks particularly less daunting than mm-hmm. maybe we would have thought going into that game. So I don't, I don't, I still think it's going to be an outside uh, shot for 
Um, Alabama, if if Michigan loses to Purdue, they're probably in. It would just feel very weird. <laughs> so, okay, hold on, because this is funny. I, I looked this up. Um, if if all upsets happen yeah. in, in these championship games, Georgia loses. Who gets in? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's again is is this that we always get frustrated and say, well, yeah, well, this team wouldn't get their shot. Like most years, it comes down to about two or three teams that deserve to get in, and then you have to pick a fourth. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is this year. Usually. But we're going to expand it to 12, so we have two or three teams that should probably get in, and then nine teams that really don't deserve it. But yeah, but it'd be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, but it'd be fun. Okay, so and these are all, so these are all possible, you know, because LSU, they've done it before. They beat, they beat um, Tennessee and Alabama, right? Right, I, don't I think, think so. LSU beat Tennessee. No, did they? I think they did. Whatever, Do whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay, so Utah could beat USC. Utah's ranked 14th. Uh, Kansas State is ranked 12th. They play TCU. LSU is fifth. They play Georgia. I'm just gonna say Georgia's in. Whatever. I don't care about the SEC. Well, Georgia's in. Yeah. Um, the the American doesn't matter. Uh, Purdue could beat Michigan, although I highly doubt it. And then the ACC, neither one of them is gonna get into the playoff. But so. If Kansas State beats TCU and Utah beats USC, that's your six and your four falling. Do you do you take them or do you go back to your your standings or your hold on? Let's check out the rankings and see where everybody's at because this well, is we'll just tonight, this is right? just ridiculous. This is the new college football playoff rankings will be tonight. Yeah, so we'll get a better yeah. idea. Okay, so if they stick with the AP rankings, yeah. uh, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. That's your top four, mm -hmm. right? If TCU and USC lose. Then you'll have, we'll just say Georgia and Michigan win. Those are your Big Ten and SEC champions. TCU and USC lose. Do you take Ohio State and Alabama who aren't playing in their conference championships? One has one loss, the other has two. Do you take the conference champions of those, which is Kansas State with three losses, who's all the way down <laughs> at 13, no. and Utah with three losses, who's all the way down at 12? So you'll have two conference champions from the Big Ten and the SEC, and then two teams who didn't even play in their conference championships from the Big Ten and the SEC. It's a mess, but once we go to 12 teams, all those teams will get in, so it doesn't really matter. I See, suppose. but this 12-team playoff, this okay, so there give me some, there would be some teams kicked out of it anyways because they would lose in their final game and they get kicked out. But listen to these 12 teams. Tell me this playoff wouldn't be fantastic, and it would end up exactly how you think it's going to end up anyways, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's more football, and you like football, so who cares? Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, first-round buys. Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, Clemson, LSU, Utah. No That's need. some great football games. No need. No Those no are some need. great football games. You <laughs> shut up, Buck. Another trend that might continue as well as we head into the stretch run of college football, if Caleb Williams has even a decent performance in USC wins, I think he wraps up the Heisman, which will be Heisman number three for Lincoln Riley without a national championship. This is the most boring Heisman race I can remember. Because I have not seen Caleb. I think I've seen Caleb Williams play once. That's my fault for not staying up. Yeah. But. Well, it's kind of Caleb Williams by default, right? That's kind of what's yeah, nobody where, else it's, is, where it's turned into. If Hedden Hooker wouldn't have torn his ACL, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> by the way, apologies to Tennessee. They did beat LSU this year, Kay. 40 to 13. So, Kay. pretty, pretty happy. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll wrap things up on the ticket water cooler and get ready for the happy hour coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 